Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Daniel Johansson. And I'm Maureen Smith. And it's just us. It's Sounding Board. Sounding Board. It's just a sounding board. Da-da-da-da. Oh, yeah? Um, <laughs> so, how was your morning so far? It's pretty good. I'm, um, I think I might be getting sick. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, I'm, um, I just ate, like, a lot of grapes. A lot of grapes. Mm-hmm. Not, like, too many grapes, but. Yeah. Um, I'm going to drink a lot of water when we're done. Water is a really important thing. Yeah. I don't drink enough water. No. And, like, it's always funny to me whenever I'm in, like, a coffee shop or something like that, and people give me weird looks when I go for my third glass of free water. But it's free water, and it's always so clean and fresh and cold, and you usually just drank some coffee. So if you, Mm. like, have a cup of coffee and then drink, like, three cups of water, water never tastes that good. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Highly recommend water. Which is an awesome segue into the first thing we should talk about this morning. I don't know why I'm like going heavy right away. Like I can't not. Um, the first topic is that you have rabies and can have... no longer drink water. Yes. Sorry to hear that. The national outbreak of rabies was really rough. Yeah. Specifically for you. Yeah. A national outbreak of one. Hey, um, can I just like reach through these microphones right now and like just give you a big hug if you're listening to this show because like i just feel like maybe it, is it just me or i feel like nationally like the last week or two it's just been so terrible with the like the whole entire northwest is on fire apparently like there's hurricanes that have got hit the southeast are continuing to hit the southeast and will hit the southeast yeah my cousin lives in miami mm-hmm. and i got a i got an email from her mom my aunt this morning saying that she's on higher ground, she has no power and limited phone signal, and has no idea of the state of her apartment or car. Yeah. Which is crazy. Where, where is that? Miami. Yeah. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Well, and there's, um, to bring it to, like, you know, our, our roots as singers, there's currently a singer who's, like, fairly well-known in the singing community. Her name is Laura Dixon Strickling, hmm. and she, um, you know, it, ugh, sorry, everybody. Just, like, smacked the bottom of the microphone with my phone. Um, she's, uh, she's very active on, like, Nunu Forum and um, Opera Diva Dress Collection, um, or, I guess, Shoperatic now. Um but she and her husband and her daughter live on St. Thomas. Oh, yeah. And they are stranded in their house. The airport on St. Thomas is closed. They have, like, limited water supplies. Um, it's like they're, they, they're saying, like, we count ourselves lucky because we still have a roof. Yeah. And it's – but, like, that's kind of it. You know, um, it's just crazy to think about that, like, today, like that today. And, and honestly, it's not even that state of affairs isn't even uncommon. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon because if you live on, if you live in Haiti, if you live in Puerto Rico, oh. if you live like, um, a guy I went to college with his family, 
he's from Puerto Rico and his family, I heard from our friend Tyler, um, our friend Jorge's family isn't going to have power for a couple months. Yeah, I think it's super important to talk about the fact that, wow, what happens in Orlando and what, because I know a lot of people that live in Orlando, what happens in Miami even, is it's bad. Like, yeah. It's bad, but it gets like um, significantly worse, like like the relationship between how worse it gets to how impoverished impoverished the area is, is like a parallel line. Yeah. It's like, if the more impoverished a country is, the more impoverished, uh, uh, like, when the, a the hurricane The worst hits, hurricane damage mm-hmm. is. And the least we're going to hear about it, because, oh, yeah. like, there's no, like, really solid journalism that happens in these countries no infra- for Americans. Yeah, there's... There is within the, like, if you took a second to Google the, the journalism that's going on in that country's language, or, like, in that civilization's language, like... You, but, like, a lot of American mainstream news cycles don't do that because they just talk about Orlando and Miami. And, like, that's what people want to hear about. But, like, the thing is, as far as, like, in the conversation generally about climate change, it's really easy to write off the effects of climate change if we don't, like, acknowledge the fact that we have societally set up structures that allow us to more survive a hurricane than other civilizations. Moody, what do you want? She's just, you know, she's just hanging out. Not really. She's she's very upset. Oh, she oh, she sees I'm in the chair. I'm in the throne. Yeah. Hold on. Come here, baby. Come on. No. Not into it? No, she's not. She's not. Into not it. into it. All right. Well, you know, then stop meowing, maybe. I mean, is that fair? What I said about? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yes, it's um, you know, in times like this, it's especially important to think on a global level. Mm-hmm. Um, take the extra minute, you know, when you hear about, because the thing is, we will hear about countries that are impacted like but just their names right and it'll say like it's 95 percent destroyed and that's yeah. it and it's that's the thing is like well I'm not... b- but then what you should be doing is taking those names of those countries putting them into any search engine and typing local news after them mm-hmm. and seeing what's happening on the ground in those countries like so we watch democracy now which is an awesome news source because they do do some more research into what's actually going on in other countries they consider themselves like a like a globalist news organization which is really cool um and they specifically were able to report that like after hurricane harvey like people died and i think people talked about that but I, I don't I don't get the sense of like I feel like there's there are going to be people that after post hurricane Irma if it's I mean don't get me wrong maybe I'm totally reading this wrong I just know that when I lived in Orlando after the category 2 hurricanes this happened where people were like uh you know when people died it was tragic and like it should be but it that wore off as hurricanes hit like Miami and Orlando places that have way more structures to like survive a hurricane. Um, and the, like the people that died end up becoming like outliers 
And so I think that's a really important thing. Yeah. Um, check out Democracy Now! Because they do really awesome coverage and, you know, kind of keep all of that in perspective. They've been reporting on... Someone posted a status today, some musician. I think uh, Ryan Strand, and he shared it. It was like the toll of Trump's bombing. I saw that. Um, and then he also talked about he didn't realize that Obama bombed as much as he did. Yeah. And, like, that's the... <laughs> I, I knew about that from Democracy Now. Like, that's not... It wasn't surprise. Like, that's, I think, a really interesting conversation that um, people aren't having is, like, yeah, so, Barack Obama so, did great things for so, us societally, but... So, to provide background of this, I guess... So, Ryan is a singer in Chicago. He was in Oslo, mm-hmm. and um, he got into a cab. And in actually, in Norway, there are a large amount... There are... It's actually pretty interesting. There's a large number of neo-Nazis in Norway because there is a lot of Middle Eastern immigration into Norway. Um, When I was in high school, um, we had a Norwegian exchange student and she was talking about how like, she's like, yeah, a couple kids that I went, like she was from like this tiny little, like she showed us a Google map of the of the town that she's from she's like yeah see all these mountains see this little group of buildings that's my town i was like what so like this tiny town where i think that she went to like elementary and middle like quote-unquote elementary and middle school i think there were like nine kids in her grade Mm. um and she's like yeah i think two of them are now not neo-nazis it's a big issue and so like but anyway there's a large number of um there's a large number of middle eastern um refugees Mm -hmm. in norway and uh ryan happened to get into one of their cabs and so he was this this man was talking to ryan saying like you know why what struck him was that we hated Trump, but didn't hate Obama. Well, yeah. So it, it, the questions that the cabbie was asking, it, they weren't, you know, why did you elect him? It was, why do you hate him so much? Mm-hmm. Um, and he brought up, yeah, that, you know, Obama in 2016 alone dropped twenty six over 26,000 bombs. I, I'd, I would recommend looking at the actual statistics that... Um, there's an article uh, that he shared that have the actual statistics. I think it was in the Times. Um, uh, let me actually, I'm going to look. Because that's important. Um, but but the point was that, you know, I think it was, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think Obama's were in the tens of thousands. And Donald Trump's were in the 20s. Okay. Well... Yeah, no, you're, I'm sorry, you're right. I Obama know. dropped 26,000. 26, and up until August 9th, Trump had dropped 20,000. 20, sorry, my bad. Photographic memory, why do you doubt me? I don't know. Na, 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 you were totally na, right. You were yeah. totally right. Um, so yeah, that's important. Yeah. Check out Democracy Now! Yeah. Because, you know, they've been reporting on that forever yeah no i mean obama was uh and stateside was a wonderful humanitarian his foreign policy was a little hawkish yeah it's totally and 
that's I think the other thing that's important to remember too is like as far as diplomacy is concerned like America has been that since the concept of an American president <laughs> hawkish and like and like interested abroad you know like and I, I mean when I say since the the I'm talking about like Teddy Roosevelt really taking the office and turning it into like what we consider the presidency today not so much like before that because before that I mean like I don't know what before that, the foreign, like, if you want to look at all of the different little, like, different civilizations. Um, but, like, since Roosevelt, like, and Roosevelt instituted some of the most, like, thorough and progressive and, like, considerate. Like, his his later platform, the Bull Moose Party, was a gender equality party. Like, he, you know, uh, which is an interesting thought, but also, like bombed the shit and invaded like neighboring countries all of the time mm-hmm. spreading like liberalism and freedom and you know that was the that was what the the rhetoric was was it was like we're liberating these people but like it's also like very like two different cultures especially like if you compare it to what's going on today that l- looks like being invaded yeah. Yeah. Like, is dropping bombs spreading liberalism? <laughs> <laughs> like, genuinely. Anyway, um, uh. I'm so sleepy. So, anyway, so the other thing that I know I really wanted to talk about, and I feel like we've, like, gone into such a deep hole of check out Democracy Now! Please check out Democracy Now! Um,. Is my. We wanted to talk about substance abuse. Yeah. Yeah. So, for those of you that don't know, I quit drinking four years ago. Mm-hmm. Three years ago. Three yeah. years ago, as of three days ago. Yeah. Um, and a year after I quit drinking, no, I wrote, it, was, it was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. A year after I quit drinking, I wrote a long post on Facebook about it. Um, I didn't share it because uh, this year was kind of a hard soberversary. Uh, because I, I tried drinking again about a year ago. And um, after reading the post I wrote, feel like... I shouldn't drink anymore. And it's a very hard and embarrassing and like I'm like I've already cried about it a couple times like since last last night we drank with friends. Um and I'm not um like I'm fine. Like I'm not like I didn't like go into a mental health spiral or anything like that. I mean like was it was have I been great? No. But like <laughs> But, like, there was no... The first time that I uh, quit drinking was because I was specifically... And, like, I honestly probably... I'm, I'm going to put, like, a content warning on this episode. Because, like, I, I don't want to, like, you know... Right. Fuck with anybody. Like, content warning, um, depression, anxiety, like, suicidal thoughts. <clears throat> Which is, like, that's where I was at. 
when you when, when you when quit drinking for the first drinking. time yeah um and i didn't get there was never a point where i got that back to that point which i think is important to like recognize but um if things were worse, like if I didn't have Scappy, like if I didn't know myself as well as I know myself now, I would have gone there. And I fear that if I continue drinking, that it will. And it it's it's not it's like adding fuel to a fire. Like like I can, I don't think I can do it in moderation. I was hoping that I could because you know like especially when you're a person that has like a substance abuse issue and that substance is so accepted and is legal and is you know encouraged encouraged it's called liquid courage right and it's like (laughs) you know you so badly want to be able to be one of these people that do it in moderation and like i i you know came to this last night and i am honestly shocked that i'm i think the only reason we decided to talk about it was because we knew that we were recording a sounding board and we we want to make sure to get more actual interviews in this week yeah we've Um, got we've got a studio tomorrow we've got a studio and then we've got an interview on thursday but i just kind of felt like i didn't know that when the next time i'd be able to get to do this is because maureen's really busy with work Mm -hmm. um so yeah i i wanted to talk about that um yeah. Uh, well, and I think what's good, I, th- I think what is good about this situation and some and what I've been saying, like, since our conversation about it last night is that, like, I'm really happy and I'm really proud that you came to this realization before, like, shit got out of control. Yeah. Because, I mean, the level, the level that you hit with drinking for the past I'd say year is not for like a person for a person who does not have a drinking problem it is not, it, it wasn't like a crazy amount but for someone who like it was only going to get worse mm-hmm. it was like this was a good place to stop and there, the thing that I recognize is that there was an uptick in the last month like a month ago I think we talked about it on the show I was like hung over on the show yeah. Because we got really drunk one night. And, like, I, was, I think as soon as that happened, like, I started, for m- me, like, it. if I make a drink, like, it's, for an alcoholic, you pick up a bottle of liquor and you don't just, like, measure out a nice cocktail and shit. You, you take a red cup, you fill it up a third with liquor, and then, like the other two thirds with like some kind of mixer for me, I've been making, which I'm still going to be drinking ginger brew. Cause I like ginger and I'll just make switchel. But like you, I started doing the thing. Uh, like I could feel in my brain calculating how much alcohol and how fucked up I could get with like each drink. Like it was that yeah. it wasn't about, it was about, getting fucked up well and a conversation that we had last night like you were tipsy and you were like you were like i've had a bad day and i want to get stop me if this is too too much I, I i mean finish this one i think okay um like i've had a bad day like wouldn't it just be really fun to get really fucked up and i was like yeah but we have friends here why don't we just 
Why don't you just like take solace in your friends? And then, yeah. And then I drank more. Yeah. And but but to me, like that was the worst it's been, and at its worst, you stopped, which is awesome. So yeah. Um, pause for a sec. No, I'm, I'm I don't need to pause, but no. I, what I will say, yeah, no, I'm good. I, okay. I wanna, I do wanna um, transition out of this though. Like yeah. I'll be fine. Like I, I wanna, because there's other things I still wanted to talk about. Um, but you know, you know what? This actually, let's talk about BoJack Horseman. Well, first, what I wanna say is that if anyone, I don't even know how large our listenership is. It's probably not super large. Well, I mean, I don't know. But I mean, anyway, if anyone out there is like experiencing something similar or knows someone who's experiencing something similar or notices things in themselves or someone they love or someone that they kind of know like pay attention to what they're doing and like I don't know it's it's a hard thing to like step in and try to help the thing that all I'm gonna say is is like, um, I don't really like I'll talk about it with close friends, but I don't want to really go into like some of the details of like I I don't if you're like a a person who like kind of knows me or doesn't know me super well or something like that like I don't know that I want to like super get into details or anything with, no, about I, my stuff, yeah. but I would like very much. Just because that's not where I'm at right at this second. But, like, I think I would be at a different time. But if you want to write into the show and tell your st- talk about your story and tell your story, we would be more than willing to be there for it. And I, 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 Oh, that's not even what I was saying. Oh, I wasn't saying that. I was saying if you know someone who needs help, then you should help them. Well, it I has, mean, it's I, a really... It, I, it's or, a really... So, sorry... I, um, I mean, right into the sh- you should probably write into the show because, like, the thing is, is like, it's a, such a. I want to hear what people think about this conversation we're having now because substance abuse is such a delicate. Like, you think that you're helping someone, and you might not be. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's anything that you've done, Maureen. I'm no. just saying, like, <laughs> no, I know. like I, th- I think sending the messaging of. You have to, like, like I don't know, like I don't super think like the interventionism I approach. No, to... no, no, no. I don't know. I guess just like make yourself available to peop to people. Open yourself up to people to be there if they need help. If you right. see someone having a hard time, if you see somebody, especially now. If you see someone having a hard time with anything, whether it's substance abuse, whether it's, you know, you know that they have a history with mental health and they seem to be having a rough go of it, reach out and just say like, hey, I'm, I'm here and let's grab coffee. Yeah. Be, 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 everyone should be better friends to everyone right now. Yeah. The best version of friendship. Anyway, um, so the other thing I really want to talk about is BoJack Horseman. 
So I'll put like a, this is at 23 minutes now. I think we started this conversation at 10. So I'm going to put in the notes and everything that, that if you want to skip to this part that you can. So actually it's 24 minutes. So I'll put 10 and 24. Um, So yeah, BoJack Horseman. No more serious stuff. What did you think? Because you just watched the first episode. I did just watch the first of the episode. not the show entirely, but the first episode of season four. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we should put twenty three minutes BoJack Horseman spoilers. Well, not spoilers. Here's what I, I specifically want to talk about, which is what I'm interested in. Um, I thought about this while we were watching. I was like, how can I talk about this without spoiling? And if you haven't started BoJack Horseman yet, you really should because it's a really interesting, smart. It's so good. It's such a good critique of like west coast la hollywood not that i know anything about it like but from what i've heard well it's a critique of celebrity right it's yeah absolutely um and like the eye towards the gaze of the public at celebrity it's very an interesting critique there too and how it affects like that relationship is what it really plays on so anyway highly recommend that at the end of season three bojack ends up isolated and i'm not going to say how that happens like you know that could be like he's like going on vacation or he's he's isolated yeah right um and so the first episode of season four is completely without him and it's such an interesting like experiment because i think we get so wrapped up in shows that are titular that to really like explore that character like and um, Bojack Horseman is like a has a comedic antihero. Like he has that like American psycho, like anti protagonist thing. Uh, but it's not like a murder. Like he's a you know he's just kind of he's a dirtbag. Yeah, yeah. He's done horrible, horrible things, and so it's it's both such an interesting and rich character of his. Like there is so much of that in the show. But the season four opener was just an exploration of all of these other characters that they developed. And it's kind of made me really think about when we talk about like ensemble casts and kind of like it's kind of this weird move towards like making like against the idea of making someone the star and there has to be a star in a show. Like a lot of shows do that. Like New Girl is a really good example too, where like towards the end of the show, they like tried to do things without Jessica. And honestly, I I think it didn't really work as much. So there's a... I think there's a both. But this episode, I think, really worked. Well, because I think... I think part of what they were trying to show is that... Um, I think that it was kind of... American Dream Nightmarish Because... What it was was a spoof off of an 80s movie, Mm -hmm. which is just 80s movies were just like, here is Americana. Right. But it was like twisted a little bit because there was like a political bent to it. So it was like a basically it was just like nightmare, nightmare America. Yeah. And it was one of these amazing things of life into imitating art because apparently they wrote it before the 2016 election. Oh, really? Um, but, um, I think that, um, but the through line is that Bojack isn't there, but everyone's life is moving on. 
everyone has a everyone has developed a rich enough character to where their life can. No, no, no. Well, no. no, I'm I'm just saying that they had the choice to do that. I agree I, with you. Yeah, I'm not even talking about. I'm talking about uh, the the writing is brilliant. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. I'm talking about the now like the the story, mm-hmm. um, that and like what it represents is that, um, like it was it's kind of like Bojack's nightmare because he's such a narcissistic character yeah. that in his mind he's like with me not there, how can life move on and does it ever in this first one, it it's like there's a whole weird eighties film plot line that is captivating it's very captivating but but there's in in the back of your mind you're like you're like this is so good but it but there's just like an itch of like where's bojack like where the fuck is he and like one character keeps trying to reach out to him and it's like it's it's so oh i'm so sorry it's so like well done and like Mm -hmm. um and for a show that explores the idea of self-promotion and um, celebrity and, you know, substance abuse, like, and kind of the persona that a person can, people, the personas people create for themselves, mm-hmm. um, to have a, to have an episode of just, of just what happens when you're not there mm-hmm. and have it be so rich is like crazy brilliant. Yeah, it's a really smart show. Yeah. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, besides that, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've been listening watching. Rick and Morty's great. I'm going to watch the next episode. Yeah. So legally. Yeah, man. <laughs> we have we have so much cable and pay for the extra adult swim thing that you probably have to do if oh you my have God. cable. So much expendable income. Whew. Just all the premium Ooh. things. Who? Who? Yeah. <laughs> Living that premium life. That premium life. <laughs> um, unrelated. <laughs> Usually a Google search will find you a, f- a free way to play most TV shows. Oh, let's Completely not, unrelated. Let's not do that game. Why would we promote ways to consume content illegally? That's a terrible idea. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we would never do that. Yeah. Never do that. So let's just move on. Don't you dare open up your Google browser. Stop it. Don't don't do it. Stop it. I see you. Yeah, you. Tom. <laughs> Opening your Google don't browser. Don't you dare go to YouTube and see if someone's uploaded a live version of the no, show you're trying to watch. Stop it. How dare you? Stop it. Tom Bailey. You're the problem. <laughs> I see you, Tom. Stop doing it. That has actually things. been a thing that's been amazing to me. Is where YouTube's at right now. <laughs> like the majority of YouTube is just like people live streaming premium content and like yeah. <laughs> people making lo-fi hip hop. <laughs> yeah. The like weird spaced out lettering. Have you seen these videos? Yeah. And they're just like dream synthy and like they're all up on um all of those like arts uh culture magazines like complex I think like rap genius these things that exist now are all covering like 
how to make lo-fi and it's really just like running a beat machine from your macbook into a um into a shitty microphone which is really funny to me because like that like it's just like take your 1200 dollars macbook play a drum loop slow it down record it back through like a cassette player and then play the cassette back and record that yeah can i do a a um extreme conversational pivot sure i want to talk about how great zach harris is Zach Harris is fantastic. Um, so if you've been around me when I have my phone in my hand for the past week or so, it is likely that I will tell you that Scoppy is currently working with Zach Harris, who we interviewed pretty early on yeah. to talk about um, his work with um, Five Rabbits Brewery. You know, he designed the the logo. Chinga Tupelo yeah, beer for Five Rabbits. Um, he also has been doing since the election pretty, um, pretty regularly. Will post um, like sketches that he's done of like inspirational, like hope-driven art. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had a meeting with him on Friday, and he was wearing a hat that he had designed that said "Let Fear Not Rule." Yeah, and it was a cool hat. Yeah, he's like, you should check him out. It's um, on Insta. It's Birds and Kings. Birds and Kings. Um, he's he, anyway. He's helping us rebrand yeah. at the moment. Um, and the the stuff that he sent us is is so cool. It's, it's really so cool. cool. Um, and he's also um, through the conversation that we had with him, he really helped us because he because you know what he does as a graphic designer is he helps people come up with. He's really good at like pinpointing what people. Mm-hmm bring to the table yeah um and what he really helped us realize is that in order for this to work this project this experiment because that's what this is scoppy's scoppy's an experiment um in arts socialism um arts collectivism yeah uh we need collaborators um and you know, we're, we're going to be working with Zach to, like, polish up our image. But um, what we really need and what we really want is for everyone out there listening to bring something small to the table. And if everybody brings something that they're working on or an idea or a thought or a passion or a hope or a wish or you know if they bring it doesn't even have to be like your best idea but just something and bring it and we can collaborate and we can build something bigger like that's what we're all about yeah um so reach out to us um when we say listen participate and share like we really mean it we really want we really want people to be a part of this because Mm -hmm. without y'all without y'all listening without y'all giving us, you know, bearing your heart and soul, talking about your life, your lives, your passions. And without you spreading the word, we're just, you know, two people living in Andersonville who have to leave for work in an hour talking into a microphone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
we want to we want to work with you. I don't care who who you are. We want to collaborate with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um. So yeah. Whatever that means, yeah, we'll figure it out. Bring bring us your stuff. Yeah, man, I'd love to take more like just artistic meetings. Just like talk. Someone's like, I got a project. I would love to sit down and talk to you about developing that into a thing because like I have nothing but how to make. Uh, I know nothing but how to make content. I know nothing about branding that content, selling that content. I could never do that. Funding that content, no. But like, like I, I will. You know, you can make some goddamn content. Yeah, you will. You can produce it. Um, I. Yeah. One thing that we both said in the meeting was or one thing rather that I that I said in the meeting was that you know Daniel and I were not composers you know we're not writing books we're not painters we're not you know Daniel's a photographer but mainly mainly what we do is we interpret yeah um but we're getting our desire to make something we're getting those jollies off doing this so if if you're, you know, a painter or a composer or someone who just, like, wants a space, like, let us be that space. Mm-hmm. We're, like, we will be your biggest fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to say about that. And shout, check out Zach Harris. Seriously do. Birds, and, Birds Kings. and Kings. Zach Harris is fantastic. This oh, is my awesome God. One. Yeah, and you're he's gonna, got T-shirts. He has hats. Like you're gonna see, you're gonna see his stuff all over our, you know, our branding. Our Scopy will be like its image will be brought to you by Zach Harris. Yeah, um, which I I'm so excited about. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's gonna, it's really nice. Like the some of the designs, like he's basically made our new logo, and it looks completely different. Yeah, and I I don't even want to like try to describe it to you because like it. You just need to see it, and then we'll talk about it because there's like little details in it about the like about the name. Like he did research and really thought about what it is that we we do and and what we are, and um, and tied that in with like things we didn't even know about what we named our goddamn magazine. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, such great work. Um, yeah, man. Uh. Well, I we have like ten minutes left, and there's another real, there's another big topic that I really want to talk about. Yeah, let's get let's dive in. Okay, so I'm glad that Maureen's here because I'm I'm excited at the prospect of having a very measured conversation about this. Um, <laughs> That's me, Maureen. Yeah. Measured conversation, Smith. <laughs> yeah. So the last thing I really want to talk about is the gubernatorial race again. There's been a big update that we haven't been able to talk about. And that is in Daniel Biss's choice of running mate. So mm-hmm. he originally had chosen Carlos Ramirez Rosa. It's been about a week and a couple of days since he did that. Um, for those that don't know, Carlos Ramirez Rosa is an open socialist, meaning not he's a member of the Democratic Party because there is no socialist party in America right, right. now. But there is a, the Democratic Socialists of America, which is a basically a or an organization outside of. Um, like the official political, however you want it, party affiliation. Like there is no, like I said, there's no socialist party. I mean, I think there is, but it's um, the Democratic Socialists of America has something like 30,000 members right now. And I think any socialist party that exists is under a thousand. And if someone is a member of a socialist party and is listening to this, first off, that's awesome. Let's talk. 
Um, second off, tell me that I'm wrong. Because uh, I, I, I would love to. I would love to be wrong. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, the other thing about DSA is that that DSA is specifically in its in its bylaws pro BDS, um, and you know we've like talked for a long time about like how this would ever come up in the show and like what how we would talk about it because it is such a hot button issue. It is such such a polarizing issue. Uh, yeah, and so many people feel so strongly about it, and mm-hmm. we are not as people as non jewish folks mm-hmm. um it is something that i do not feel or non- comfortable right we're also not or, palestinian yeah we it is it is a topic that i do not feel comfortable discussing yeah. on the show because it is not it is not our thing and yeah. so i think that we're we're going to discuss two people who have pull the opposite views on the topic of bds if you do not know what that is i encourage you to do research yeah because it is um, currently in our geopolitical sphere, it is mm-hmm. very, it is a, it is a big topic of conversation. Well, that's the thing is that the it is, but it's it's crazy that it pervaded into a Illinois gubernatorial race. Yeah, and the there is actually even a call to saying like, who made that a thing? Like, you know, there's blame on there's blame being thrown on both sides that both sides made the gubernatorial race a political issue because well both, the I mean, bds a political issue within a gubernatorial exactly race. Right. yeah because the, gu- the gubernatorial race is going to be political yeah <laughs> um yeah so but that is why bis took him off as his running mate so th- that is a very clear like this is a decision that like this is being brought up this issue is being brought up and I am standing against it. Um, so it's an, it's, uh, it's interesting to say the least, um, especially because Ramirez Rosa had such a large following in the left, especially in the working class left, especially in immigrant neighborhoods. A lot of the, um, Work being done on the ground in his ward, the 35th ward, which um, after like gentrification of Wicker Park, uh, you know, a lot of people moved to Logan Square. And then after the gentrification of Logan Square, which is part of the 35th ward, people moved to the other parts of the 35th ward, like like Old Irving Park. Avondale. Avondale, right. Portage Um, Park. Exactly. And so, you know, the work that he does for his constituents is amazing. And the, I think the move to select him by Biss as his running mate was an attempt to try to celebrate that. Um, but I mean, you know, I don't know. So all of this is to say, I'm interested in um, what everybody thinks about all of this. It's a super interesting development in the race. Um, I think it's it personally has pushed me towards Tawar personally, and um, Tawar, I, you mean? Yeah. What did I say? Tawar. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, but, so I'm interested in, if you want to write in, tell us what you think about that specifically, um, yeah, and as far as the other stuff, 
the like foreign policy specific stuff, um, we're super open to having folks of either Jewish or like Middle East Palestinian descent to come and talk about it because we'd like to hear other perspectives. However, it is a conversation that we personally will not be participating yes. in. Yep. It would be a conversation that we would facil- facilitate. Right. But not give input on. Yeah. And that is something I feel very strongly about. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, it's a little early, but I kind of want to call it because we took an extra 10 minutes figuring out how to cover that last story. <laughs> so, um, so just imagine. So for the, for the other 10 minutes that you would be listening to our show, just imagine Maureen and Daniel having a conversation about how to cover something that yeah. makes me so profoundly uncomfortable. Well, it makes, it also, it doesn't not make me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so anyway, Thank you all so much for listening. I've been Daniel Johansson. I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you want to keep up with what we are up to, there are so many ways to do that. You can head over to scopymag.com. That's our site. We have articles going up all of the time. And we have we post all of our podcast episodes there. Also, all of our YouTube videos are there. It's just the home for all things Scopy, man. Check it out. Um, we are not going to be doing a new issue of the print version this week we can pro- we'll probably print more we've sent a we sent out a hundred of of the most recent one um but there's just not enough new writing so uh, as always if you are a writer please shoot us an email at scopymag at gmail.com we're always looking for new journalists people looking to cover different stories i really i'm doing it myself at this point not that's not true we've we obviously have a few other writers but like as far as like building what we hope scopy can be like we need we could really use more contributors, so uh, please feel free to reach out to us. <coughs> um, otherwise, oh, sorry, you can keep up with us on all the social media places. Uh, Facebook, Scopy Magazine, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Google Play, and iTunes podcasts under Scopy Mag, S-C-A-P-I-M-A-G is how we spell it. And as always, I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. Sorry, I think I just got a cold. Um, We run on a shoestring budget. Everything that we do up to this point has been through your generosity. So first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, we need a little bit more help. Um, If you're in a position to give, you can head to our website, scopymag.com. Go to our About section. Uh, There are two ways that you can give. You can either do a one-time donation. If you choose to give in that manner, you will have our eternal gratitude. and You'll also receive a handwritten thank you note um if you choose to give on a monthly level there are some cool things that will happen first of all um our next two donors will be receiving a bag of half-wit coffee mm-hmm. delicious delicious half-wit coffee um and current donors if you can if you want to go back to our interview with eli ramirez of half-wit coffee at the end he gives a clue about his favorite flavor note in coffee um he gave his is a category of flavors and um his clue is that there are entire stores devoted to this so um yes um head over yeah um comment on his episode 
link on Facebook mm-hmm. to to guess. Um, Honestly, you can cop- comment on the on our pin post on Facebook at this point too, because yeah. that, that that post might be a little buried. So I, if you want to go back and find that episode, that's awesome. Um, otherwise, you can just comment on our pin post. Yeah. Otherwise, um, oh sorry. Um, if you choose to give ten dollars a month or more, you get free studio photography with Mr. Daniel Johansson. Mm-hmm. Um, we're currently working on updating our studio photography setup it's gonna be cute yep um so yeah right now i can definitely do headshots here yes give a little give a lot and if you can't give then listen participate and share cool thanks again so much for listening go out and make something yep